Hi there, and thank you for tuning in to The Social Circus, where every week we dive into a variety of topics covering social media, mindset, and how to run your business. I hope that you enjoy today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Social Circus. I am your host, Sarah Thompson. And today, for the first time on my podcast, I have not one, but two guests, which I am really excited about. So I'm going to get these lovely ladies to introduce themselves because they both have amazing and interesting stories into entrepreneurship, but they have combined and started a really interesting new business, which is what we're going to be talking about today. So welcome, Sally and Emily. I'm so thrilled to have you both here. Hi, thanks for having us on. Thank you, ladies. So I might start with you, Emily, first, um, and I'd love you to tell everyone a little bit about yourself and your business and how you got started in what it is that you do. Okay, so hi, I'm to everyone listening. I'm Emily, and um, I'm a mum of one, and I have recently started my own business called Wise Out Tuition. I started in January last year, and it's been growing from strength to strength um, since then. And I was previously a teacher, so I was a teacher for 14 years and I worked in special needs education and mainstream education. Um, And over my teaching career, I just knew that there were lots of kids who were kind of getting left behind um, if they weren't keeping up with their curriculum. There's only so much that classroom teachers can do and that schools can do. And I knew that there were kids out there who needed extra help who were often engaging with commercialised um, tutors um, that weren't necessarily um, giving them the best intervention that they could access. And also in our local community, there wasn't much um, in terms of that really um, in that really uh, good intervention that they needed and that they were often needing to drive to like Conestoso which is nearly an hour's drive if you're not from Perth. And um, that was a huge restriction for our family. So I wanted to create something local. Amazing. And um, with your business, Emily, you work with um, a wide range of children, but you do have an area of expertise, don't you, particularly? So do you want to share what that is? Yeah. So we work with kids at age six to 16, primarily in English maths. But my um, skill set is um, really around helping kids who are neurodiverse. So kids who maybe have things like dyslexia, ADHD, autism, and dyscalculia, and there's a whole heap of other ones um, and different ways you can be neurodiverse, but that's my specialty um, in helping those kids um, reach their potential. Amazing. And we're going to come back to that. So thank you for that lovely introduction, Emily. I, I do love what you're doing. You're one kind of my local business lady. So I love that we kind of get to hang out in the same space. So Sally, um, you're, you have an amazing story. And I think you could take the whole podcast up telling us how you got into thank entrepreneurship. <laughs> but um, just tell us a little bit about your journey. And if you're happy to share some of your personal story, I would love to hear that too. Yeah, definitely. So I had been corporate my my whole life so as a young 18 year old went straight into the head on into the corporate world and did that and loved it and thought that was going to be my absolute career long term and then I was diagnosed with MS in my mid-20s and got quite obviously quite sick um following on from that within the sort of four or five years post that diagnosis I was blessed to be a mom with two beautiful children and um, raised five that's another story but <laughs> um, but yeah had two children and that really made me have to look at my life with balancing a chronic illness and being a mum and 
that pivot of career and stepping away from corporate. So yeah. I chose to go into a celebrancy and I did that for 15 years and absolutely loved it. It was a brilliant industry, had about nearly 300 weddings to my name. So I could Aww. just work very hours and still be a mom and still balance my health and then made a very tough decision last year or about 18 months ago to start weaning out my calendar of bookings and not take new bookings because the health was continuing to decline and kind of lost myself a little bit at the beginning of this year, not really sure what I was going to do after giving up corporate and a very successful celebrancy business. And I had been writing already for theatre and for art shows just as a hobby. I was sort of a hobby. It wasn't um, my business. It was just something that I love to do was to share people's story through theatre or through film and decided in July of this year to do a big deep dive into rebranding First Line Productions and becoming um, the CEO of, of making that my, my new journey forward. Amazing. And you've got some things coming up um, in, in the next few months, haven't you? Yeah, I've got a couple of productions coming up. So I've got a big show coming up called The Embodiment of Women, which is poetry. We've got a beautiful lady that plays flute and a life drawer, and that's at the Imaginarium Festival up in Belmont. And then we're doing uh, Fringe World as well. And obviously joining up with Emily, we're bringing theatrics into our awards night as well with our new business. Ooh, amazing. So thank you for that. Thank you for sharing really openly with your personal journey and your journey into your business and everything. So you two are obviously friends IRL <laughs> and <laughs> you have obviously some really common interests in terms of working with people who are neurodivergent and supporting people who don't fit into traditional workplace models. And so I'll, I'll, I'm going to pass it over to one of you who can answer this. Um, tell me, how did you come about, it probably was over a couple of drinks, your brand new company that you started a little while ago? Yeah, well, Sally and I have both been really um, blessed to be winning some awards lately and nominated for some awards. And we just were talking about the categories involved and the different, and we just said there was nothing out there for people uh, with disability or yeah. recognising the challenges that, um, you know, being a business person with a disability entails. Or, and so we just kind of thought, why not start our own? Yeah, it was really twofold, really Sarah. So there was, the, there was the one level being in the audience as a recipient of awards and realising that very few awards as Emily said, we're honouring people with disability. Yeah. And the other step for me or the aspect to look at was unless you were a charity or a big corporate, so your MSWA, your active, your work power, your government sort of embodiments, hmm. unless you were that non-for-profit, there really wasn't the support at a small level for people with disability that either wanted to have their own business or for small businesses who wanted to incorporate people with disability and neurodivergence into their stuff. Mm -hmm. And it just made us realise that there was this massive gap of learning. The information's there, but it's offered, offered to small business and, and micro business traders. It was time to, to become that network where we can offer business training and support and honour people, um, which so many amazing companies are doing, but with a real focus on disability. Mm. And I, I I love that you have stepped into this space. It's something um, as as I know that you ladies know in my family we have some neurodivergent people that exist in my um, immediate family, and um, I understand how hard it is to often seek employment and be employed when you don't fit a traditional model, and how hard that can be. And um, I, I'm really really excited. And I do want to talk about this. I'm really excited about your awards that you've got coming up, and. Um, 
I have to say, I, I feel like you really um, lit my heart up to see awards recognizing, like you say, small businesses and individuals that are really actually doing something beyond those big, um, you know, not-for-profits. So do you want to talk a little bit about your awards night and what that's all about? Because it's been, it's been a big success so far, hasn't it? <laughs> it's been bigger than we probably anticipated, to be honest. We thought we'd just like put it out there for the first time and that would be like our little soft launch. We'll do it by an award. And we have been inundated with support and response from not only local community, but also international. We've had uh, international interstate. We've had people respond and find our network and ask if they can apply and things. So it's been really quite quite um, humbling. But, yeah, mm-hmm. we, like, so we dove in a bit quicker than we expected it to be, but it's really quite amazing. It's been mm-hmm. lovely. Um, yeah, so we've had nearly 250 um, nominate, nominations for the awards. Amazing. That's huge. That is a lot. I think a lot of established awards would be excited to get that many nominations, you know. That's that's huge. And, Emily, do you want to share with us some of the categories that you actually have? Because it's done an amazing job of being really inclusive, I think. Yeah, so we're honouring um, so people who have a disability and maybe have their own business or have, like, a, a hobby business yeah. that they'd like to grow. There's also a category for businesses that um, either provide a service or a product for employee people with a disability um, as well. There's um, the Inclusive um, Award, there's an Excellence Award, there's a Strive Award. Um, and the Strive Award is probably one that's really passionate for me because it's for yeah. these small business owners who might still be just selling at a market or online and really want to take the next step but haven't had the support or the inclusion from mentors because they've got a disability that they're also managing. Yeah. So it's having that strive to want to succeed. So we have opened that up as a category on its own that you don't have to be where you want to be yet, but we can help you get there. We'll still honour all the, the love and passion you're putting into your industry as it stands now. And mm. we've got a wellness category, which is called stamina. So that's for physical or mental wellness, um, something that you're either offering or you're you're doing for the community. And mm. um, what else have we got? We've got... Employee, so if you're an employee working in mainstream employment and not um, supportive employment businesses. So, yeah, 12 categories in total. Yeah, amazing. And the awards night, because I know when I spoke to you ladies about this, one of the other things that you've done, which, again, made my heart sing, is that you've made the awards night really inclusive in terms of cost and accessibility. So do you want to share a little bit about this? Because these are generally really expensive. They're often $200 a ticket kind of nights, aren't they? They are. So um, we've... We're doing the ticketing at um, $45 a ticket. So we're trying to make it really financially accessible as well because um, that's one of the challenges that, you know, um, we face. And I think, yeah, yeah everybody... People, and it's lived experience. I think that's why we're so mm-hmm. blessed that it's going so well for us is that Emily's been incredible in her business growth as a, a sole business owner herself and working with Divergence as she does. Myself having the lived experience of living with, with MS... Um, and now also being a small business owner. But one of the things that gets so overlooked in the disability sector is the financial challenge because a lot of people are living on a disability pension, which mm-hmm. is very minimal. So to then be able to find those funds to go and do awards and go to dinners and things, we just it just wasn't viable. For me, what was one of my biggest things moving forward is that we wanted to make it ethical and when we talk about access, that it's that as well. Yeah, um, I love that. And then that. part of the... Yeah, and part of the entry, so for the people that were nominated, there is a fee for them to register and apply to choose to be a finalist or to be judged as a finalist, um, but they also get their complimentary dinner 
and gala attendance with their nomination oh, fee. Amazing. Gosh, yeah, I feel like you've kind of like so for us, set the bar really high. Sorry. Project, we just want to give, give to the community. I love it. I love it. I was just saying, I feel like you've set the bar really high in terms of this is the standard that can be achieved <laughs> and being inclusive and sort of paving the way for it. So I'm really excited. I'm, I'm excited to be attending myself. But um, I do want to talk a little bit about, because I, I know um, that for many of us as small business owners, we're actually, um, we're actually really scared to consider um, working with people who might not be what our traditional like employees or contractors might look like. And I think that we often overlook it because we're so busy with our head in our business. It was like, I can't do that and I can't manage this. And actually, um, considering I work with my, my husband who is a neurodivergent, um, it's, it's totally doable. Um, you just have to want to do it. And I'd love to talk to you ladies about if as a small business, how can we how can we open our eyes up to um, looking at opportunities beyond a traditional employer or beyond a traditional contractor who might look like just like a, a neurotypical person? I'd love to know what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, and just wanting to clarify with obviously all the listeners as well that we're not an employment support. No. A misconception with capability networking being we are employment-based. Yes. Yeah, which is there to mentor and guide people with their hobbies and their projects to go, you can do this. And actually yeah. said to help small businesses understand how to, to be more inclusive. I guess the first thing people always think of is inclusiveness from a physical point of view. And so when you go into big small business, get your ABN, it's do you have a wheelchair accessible bathroom and a wheelchair accessible shop front? And <laughs> we've just on the list up yeah, we've just yeah. had a list up for think there as an inclusive um, physical shop front mm -hmm. and we were, the list could have gone on so much longer but we narrowed it down obviously for judging but it was things like that you did uh, having QR codes on menus or all of your programming all of your marketing having a QR code allows the person who is seeking that information if they had impairment to be able to scan that and get audio to text so Ooh. that they can listen to what's being said on a menu of that trying to read it um, so, you know, it was really interesting because five years ago, I was like, QR codes, just give me a menu. But then you realise the importance of that because it automatically goes into an audio hearing loop for them. Mm -hmm. um, the thing I would love to see with all small businesses is more relaxed sessions. So the cinemas now do it and some of the mainstream shopping centres, the Targets and Kmarts will have a relaxed session. And that basically means that it's low sensory for people that, mm -hmm. are, over, that are triggered by overstimulation. So like maybe low lighting, uh, low like no no noise no mm -hmm. and also allowing the patrons to make extra noise and not be judged or or um shamed for that I don't know a single coffee shop that has like relaxed dining once a month where you can come in for that hour on a Monday once a month and it doesn't matter who's in your in your cafe dining that's what I would love to see moving forward um, it's, it's it's such an easy idea isn't it it is. And it's just looking, having a sensory box should almost be mandatory, I think, in every shop front, no matter what you're selling, there should be. And we used to have them. We used to have, you know, like play boxes, but why can't we have sensory boxes in every store with earplugs or Play-Doh or colouring in for that customer that comes in that just might be overwhelmed for those five minutes. Um, but there's, there's literally, this is what the network is about. So for us mm. moving forward, the network we have six sessions sort of planned and scheduled for 2024 and it's exactly this where we get together with shop owners with marketing experts with lived experience and small business and go what can you learn from someone that's in the wheelchair in the room chatting with you and um, how can we get improve as a society 
um, Amazing. To make that better. I love that. And you yeah. ladies, obviously, your area of expertise is going to be mentoring these um, these people who have maybe started a business or are working it around their the, the, their conditions that they live with. And your goal is to help them to grow that. So as fellow small business owners, we have to really be open to working with um, all sorts of businesses and kind of having that mindset that um, just because someone has a disability or ha- is neurodivergent doesn't mean they're not in- incredibly capable of what they do. And I think that that's something... Um, We've often talked about my husband and I in terms of, you know, do we want to talk about this all the time or, or will it make people think that we're not capable? Um, and so you often feel embarrassed to share it. So for us as small business owners, we really need to open our mind up to working with all small businesses, not just the ones that we meet at popular networking things, but all small businesses. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's really important to know that it's it's the statistics on how many people are neurodivergent it's like at the moment sitting at one in five which I wouldn't be surprised if it's actually more than that because yes. so many more people are being diagnosed with these now so which is really good because it's really important to understand you know why your brain works the way it does and why maybe you have challenges so I think it's really great you know for people to be finding out but you know, you're probably already working with or maybe hiring people who are neurodivergent. You just don't know. So yes. um, I think it's important that to to just bring awareness and the fact that there are lots of people out there who have challenges and maybe, you know, they're going to be fantastic workers. I think a lot of people who have a disability are going to be maybe your best employee. Like, so even if they need something that's maybe a little bit different that you could, you know, think outside the box of how maybe you can help them in their role, but they're probably going to be your best staff. I just think we quite often when we train as business coaches or business owners, we really focus on um, looking at someone's weakness and making it a strength. And that's just conditioning. We get an employee and we go, how can we make them better? How can we skill them up? Mm. And I think from ability network, it's the opposite. What skill do they already have that we can take advantage of? And, you know, people with neurodivergence, if you want routine and spot on attention to detail in your business day in, day out, time and time again, that's who I want on my team. I'd much prefer that and have other weaknesses, maybe in communication or um, rather than my staff member that's there just to get a pay packet. Yeah. I joke that if you want to have this morale and you want to bring a little bit of creativity and fun to your workplace, I can tell you who to employ. Like there's just, um, yeah, find the strength that they will offer your team and work on that rather than change the skill that you think they need to learn. And that's what you want to try and evoke in small business. And oh, when I they're love that. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And moving ahead for 2024, because obviously we're in the final quarter of 2023, what are your plans for Capability Network? Because obviously yeah, we know that the awards night is going to be a huge success, but obviously you're hoping to coach and mentor um, your audience of small business owners who are trying to get their business up and running, striving to grow it within the, the boundaries or the limitations of what they have. What else would you like to see happen for Capability Network? Can I just do a shout out at this point, which is really important to us. We have a, a really beautiful ambassador uh, called Elaine Dixon. So she's in her early 20s. She's been a young Australian of the year and it lives with disability. And she's in that strife part of her it's called Behind the Access and it's marketing, but it's marketing with a, a 100% intention of making your marketing inclusive and things that we've learned. Um, for example, 
hashtags cannot be read by audio to text. Um, they should put capitalization between each word and things like that. So moving forward for us, we actually are meeting with Lane this week. We've had a couple of sessions with them already. And Lane is going to sit with us and structure what they believe is really important in our six weeks, in our six sessions that we're offering our members. We're going to join and have a membership that you can pay for the year and come along to those free networking sessions. Yeah, everyone from not only lived experience for those starting out in startup business, it might be someone that is already in small business. It might be someone with disability that has no interest in business, but as a customer that can give us insight to things that they struggle with either online or in person. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we, we'll be honest, we're at an awards night for Peel Business Awards and Emily and I were sitting there with our serviette and our red pen writing down all the, the brainstorming for next year's memberships. Ooh, um, oh, how exciting. Yeah, so we're super yeah. excited. Yeah, yeah, but we're definitely planning on a, a launch Party or yeah, we're going to have a launch party because everyone loves a launch party. Yeah. We do. <laughs> and then we've got kind of our four topics, but yeah, yeah. we'll chat with Lane and make sure that she's, you know, if she's got anything to contribute or yeah. wants to add to those. Um, so yeah, we're planning it for networking sessions and then maybe a couple of online um, yeah. brilliant support groups. And um, I would really like going forward, like I, I don't think it's something we're going to achieve this year, but I'd really like to see maybe like a how to make your small business more inclusive kind of like guide yeah. how to my long term yeah <laughs> every business that you walk into generally has an off health and safety file and you need to have that that's standardized yeah yeah um we have standardized inclusion for lgbtq community and i would love to have that same standardization offered when you register online for a small business that's automatically sent out to you with all the things you can do to improve and better your staff but also your business offerings to the public and it will happen it will not happen probably in 2024 <laughs> as as founders of capability network that's what mm. we would love to see happen so that there's no i have to go out and find the information it's there yes and available actually at that point of sign up but there's some of the things that you even talked about today is will make such is a big one. There's so many organizations out there that stand it and they don't train. Amazing. Um, I was I was just about to say, I think some of the things you've even mentioned today are such small changes that we can make to to improve things for um for the whole community. And I'm really excited to see. I'd love to have you ladies back on next year to hear how things are moving forward. And um I will say to all of our listeners, um, please check the show notes to connect with Emily and Sally because I know that as a startup with such a big passionate vision, they definitely need our help and support. So if you can come along, help them um make a donation for the awards night donate your time and expertise with their networking events in 2024 I know that they would absolutely love that so ladies thank you so much for your time today it's been joyous talking to you Thank you. Thank you so much. My pleasure, ladies. And to all my listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, I hope you have learned lots and feel really inspired from listening to Sally and Emily talk about their business journey and their journey with this exciting new venture. Please go to my show notes, um, follow them, you know, give them all your support because what they're doing is super amazing. And as always, I'll catch you the same time next week on The Social Circus. 
Thanks so much for tuning in to The Social Circus. As your host, Sarah Thompson, I am thrilled that you've chosen to spend your time hanging out with me. I would be so grateful if you could spare an extra moment to go and leave me a review on your favorite podcasting platform. And if you even felt more excited, you could share my podcast with your friends who you think would get great value from it. Thanks so much again for tuning in.